It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872. The builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark. Home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook. America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Welcome in, everybody, to Monday night on Sports X Radio. That means one thing and one thing only a fish tank edition. I am your host, believe in the process, Andrew the Fish Fane, with me as always. Mark Hoke, working the board, running the, doing everything that uh, need be done to make me sound uh, as good as possible anyway. Fish, you sound amazing. Yeah, I thank you. You are you. Your voice is sultry and smooth, oh, there, like cocoa butter. Oh, there you go. All right, so, <laughs> and, and we have a ton to talk about today, including a Monday Night Football game, which showed the Niners doing Niners things and the Rams doing Rams things. And normally, I'd be starting off with that, but uh, something's going down in baseball right now that a little more important, at least to me, anyway, because basically all of the postseason spots are filled, but one. And the Brewers looked like they were dead in the water because they had a one. Their magic number was one. If they lost any games, they were done. Or if Philadelphia won any games, they were done. And Milwaukee was down four to one in the ninth inning. They scored three in the bottom of the ninth to tie it at four four. Wow! And then in the top of the tenth, uh, Arizona scored a run to take the lead. In the bottom of the tenth, Milwaukee scored two and won the game. Woo. So they stay alive. The bad news is it doesn't matter because Philadelphia is just dominating Houston right now, three to nothing in the bottom of the ninth. You know, I saw a stat, and and I don't know if I've seen a trade of one player affect the fate of two teams more than the Josh Hader trade did. That the Brewers had lost eleven games since the trade in the eighth inning or later. Yeah, they lost it, what? They lost three out of four this weekend to the Marlins. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you can't if you're in a playoff hunt, you can't lose three out of four to the Marlins. That is, I mean that that's trading Josh Hader. Yeah, that and, that's all that comes down to. And I will tell you the other thing that happened this weekend that couldn't happen was the Mets getting swept by the Braves. Oh, what a that disaster. was just! I mean, that is the Mets doing Mets things, and that puts the Mets in just the most horrible position. Because here's what happens now. There's a magic number of one for the Braves and or the Mets. The Braves actually lost tonight to the Marlins. <laughs> the Marlins go playing Swords. He got shut out four to nothing. Fish but, are good today, right, Fish? Apparently. Yeah. 
Mets got rained out, so that they they got to play a doubleheader. But the Braves win one game against the Marlins, or the Mets lose one game against the Nationals, which shouldn't happen. The Braves now clinch the NL East, mm-hmm. and the Mets are stuck as the number the number one wild card. I guess is the number four seed overall. Also means they probably have to face the Padres in the first round of the wild card. And not a team you want to face in that first round of the wild card. I think of the Phillies win tonight. I think they're tied. Well, me... the, the Padres are also playing right now, too. So the Padres win as well. Oh, yeah. I think the Padres right. stay ahead. Okay, yeah. Yep. But the problem then becomes you're not only going to have to play the Padres in that first round, so you're going to definitely have to have Scherzer and DeGrom pitching in that because you can't mess around against a team like the Padres because the Padres will win. Then you have to face the winner of that series, and if it is the Mets, you have to go on to face the Dodgers in the National League Division Series. Whoops. And if you've already burned Scherzer and DeGrom in the wild card, that means Scherzer and or DeGrom probably can't start until game three of the division series. And it's a best of five, so three wins gets it. So it means you're starting Chris Bassett and Carlos Carrasco in games one and two at Dodger Stadium. Do you see why I suggested the bullpen game? I, 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 and, and, and I know I do, Buck won't they do it. They can't afford to do that against the Padres. They could have afforded to do it if they were playing a lesser team. If you... And, and I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there again. If you fire those two guys for three innings and then maybe, you know, bring in Carrasco or, or Bassett in three you know, to finish the game out or, you know, figure out some way to do it, and you only have those guys go a few innings, you can still have them possibly have them available for the rest of the last two games. I'm just saying. No, that's fine. But well, what about the next series, though, when you need them to start? But if you, ideally, but, they would start. But, but here's the thing if you win game one, Let's say you go that route and you win game one. The games one. are in New York, so right. I mean that helps them. If you win game one, now you have options for game two. Let's say you kept Bassett out of it. Now you can come well, back with Bassett in game two. That's and, that's and now I, if you if you, they win that game, you've got a rest day because you don't have a game three, and you've only had those guys pitch a few innings. They'll be they should be available in a that, few days. That's why I'm, su- I'm just throwing know, it out there. My, that's why my suggestion was the way you do it is you have DeGrom start the game against the Padres in Game 1. Let's say you win that one. Then you have Bassett go Game 2. And if you win that one, then you can have Scherzer start Game 1 of the NLDS against the Dodgers. So you have one of your two aces. And and if you lose the Bassett game, you still have Scherzer to go in Game 3. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... The the idea is you're firing your best guys to win that first game. Because I'll tell you what, the Met... But there, and, and you can't. I mean, is, and I know you can't think of. You really shouldn't be thinking about the next series. You got to win this one. No, I know. But, but the, big, the bigger problem becomes that you cannot have a guy like Scherzer or a guy like Degrom coming out of the bullpen because it is a totally different way to get ready. So they will not be the same as if they had started the game as a normal thing. Well, they do throw side sessions too. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm no, just, I, I get that, but I, I think that, like I said, I think you have Degrom go game one. And if you lose that game and you have Scherzer go game two, if you win game one, you have Bassett go game two because you have that game to play with. Yeah. <laughs> see, that I, way you have, that see, way I don't. If see. you happen to win game two with Bassett, you still have Scherzer. You have Scherzer ready to go either game three if you lose or game one of the NLDS against the Dodgers if you win. Because you cannot afford to have Chris Bassett or Carlos Carrasco going in game one and game two of the games against the Dodgers. Be down two to nothing, heading back to New York. Yes, you'll have DeGrom and Scherzer going in games three and four which is good. Problem is, if one of them gets beat, you're done. So so guess what happens in game five? Now you're back to, oh, oh God, I, what do we do? We've got to win game five. 
And you end up playing a bullpen game. Yeah, you also have to remember that it's, both Degrom and Scherzer both just lost to the Braves. Yeah, they started. They, it was Degrom. It was Degrom Friday, Scherzer Saturday. They both lost in games to the Braves. So obviously they're beatable. Yeah, this was this was a preview, and this is what I've been saying all season about those guys. Is and if you're in a, in, in a short series, if you knock one of them off, you are in great shape. And you know, look what happened. I mean, and and, and, and now you, it, it's chaos for them. And, I mean, it, I, and I'm not saying the Mets. And and look, the Mets are very capable of of winning those games. But, but the but, problem problem becomes if you're playing a team like the Padres. A the Padres, in name at least, and and what they've been able to do, they haven't all been great this year. But you could have you Darvish, you have Blake Snell, you have Mike Clevenger, you have Joe Musgrove, mm-hmm. all of them absolute studs. Mm-hmm. And, all of them are going to be can pitch in that series against the Mets. And Hayter's got back on track, and exactly. he's looking good. And, and then you have Juan Soto in that lineup. You have Manny Machado in that lineup. You you know you have Josh Bell in that lineup. You have a that's a team the Mets shouldn't want to face. No. The Mets are rooting like hell for the Phillies to get claim that number five spot. Yeah, absolutely. What a and you know and it's funny these guys had a, the Mets had a ten game lead or ten and a half game lead a while ago. And, and it got I, away, and but but I but I will say this: we're talking a lot about the Mets, but I think the other side of the coin is the Braves are a great all-around team, and I think they just they're, they're more balanced than the Mets are. You know, it, it's like it's like a when you have a boxer who's a knockout puncher, like and that's like the Mets, or you have somebody who's a technician, is the Braves, and. You know, if you have a better technician, you're going to win. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a hot take to go out and say that this Braves team now is better than the team that won the World Series last oh, year. No, absolutely not. I, you and, know, and but I think I think no matter what, these playoffs on in both leagues are going to be fantastic because you know I think you look at the National League, even the Phillies, if they you know they they should be in there. That is a dangerous lineup. Yeah, I mean, the pitching is, is Kyle isn't Schwarber, as good. Who, who leads the National League in home runs? You have Bryce Harper. You have uh, uh, just guys up and down that lineup who can hit. You and they, they do have two Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, two pitchers who can shut down anybody at any time. Well, and Syndergaard's there too. And if he's on, you know, he's he's dangerous too. Ab- this is a this is going to be a lot of fun. Both sides. I mean, I think the American <laughs> the American League field is even deeper. Oh, absolutely! With Cleveland, as, as, with Cleveland getting hot and playing like they have been, they've got a great rotation, and their lineup is very difficult to get through. Yep, this is going to be a. As a Dodger the, fan, the only team that scares me is the Atlanta Braves. I don't know. I'd be scared of those Cardinals too, man. I'm not scared, be of Cardinals. scared of the Cardinals. I, I just don't think they have the pitching that, that they, you need in the postseason. I think, uh, I you know, somebody would say to me right now, pick one team. I I'd, I'd say, you know what, just. You know, kick me in the head and don't make me do it. Because I, mean, I wouldn't want. I I I don't know how to pick this. But see, the good news is that the Cardinal. The only way the Cardinals play the Dodgers is if that Cardinals have beaten the Braves in the NLDS to get to the NLCS. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Dodgers it, don't have to face the Cardinals unless it's the NLCS. What a man! This is going to be fun, man. Oh, it's going oh, to be a lot fun. of fun, and it starts, I believe, on Friday. Yeah. So because the the season the season should have ended yesterday, but because of the the uh, lockout. The season got prolonged three days, so that's why everybody's playing these three days right now until Wednesday. Wednesday, every game is, I think, at 1 o'clock our time, every game. And then 
You have the day off, and then the playoffs begin Friday. And I'm going to hold a grudge against the Brewers because I picked them to win the World Series at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Do you realize I, I hit ten of the ten of the twelve teams I think that made it, but of course I picked the Brewers to win it all. And I think I had the Dodgers Blue Jays in the World Series. Yeah, I had, I had Blue Jays Brewers. And I'm sticking with Dodgers Blue Jays. I don't blame you. I don't think the Blue Jays are going to make it, but I think the Astros right. I think I honestly, if I have to repick right now, I'm going to say Dodgers Boy, Astros. Toronto's playing well right now. They are. They they. They stretched it out, and you know that that wild card pack between those four teams was super tight. And all of a sudden, here at the end, especially Toronto has just been on a tear and blew all those teams out of the water. Yeah, they are looking good. They are, and you know, the, funnily, funnily enough, the team that's looking the worst in the American League is the Rays. Yeah, you know, but the, the thing about Tampa is their pitching is very dangerous, and you know they've got they've got some decent hitters in that lineup enough to. To scare you. Yeah, because the, you know, the Yankees obviously have turned it on a little bit and are, are playing much better baseball right now. Yes, they are. The so. Padres are playing good baseball in the National League. Uh, the Phillies were, were playing some bad baseball. It looks like they've turned it around. Like I said, I believe it's well, the game over yet. They didn't finish well the here, though. The game is they, over. They, they did end up beating the Astros tonight 3 to nothing. I believe that means they have clinched the, the last postseason spot. Yep. So off they go. City of brotherly love. Let's throw some batteries, baby. Let's do it. I mean, that's a lot of teams that haven't been in the playoffs in a while making the playoffs. The Mariners are made the playoffs. They haven't been in. They obviously had, they had the longest drought in the sport. Mm-hmm. The Phillies, the Padres had made the playoffs once since like 2006. So it, it's good to see some new blood in there. Yeah, I remember, you know, at the beginning of the season, I thought the Phillies were going to be the odd man out, but they were going to be close. And I and I had the Mariners as the, the odd team out in the AL. You know, but obviously they made the... They had that 14-game streak that got them rolling, and then they picked up Castillo, and you know they've been absolutely fantastic. And the Phillies did a re- – and, and that's a team that saved themselves at the trade deadline too because the Phillies made some really good moves at the trade deadline to to fill some holes, and it was enough. So good and, for them. Yeah, and, good GMing. A good GMing by a lot of guys this year except for the Brew Crew. Yeah, who and, and like I said, they I they I know they made the hater deal based on the thought that they were going to get some offense that they just didn't get. Yeah, they, and that was the problem. If haters there, they're probably in the playoffs. I mean, well, you know, you look at like I said, you look at that stat where they blew all those games. If hater saves half of those, if, if, if hater yeah. saves half of those, they're, they're in. in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. If he if, think about it, if he saves just two of those, mm-hmm. they're at least in much better position. Yep. So. <laughs> You and there is going to be a lot of disappointment in that Brewers locker room. You know they had already voiced their displeasure about that deal because you know of payroll because it was done with payroll considerations. And when you're telling a team, you know we're in a playoff hunt, but we're more worried about paying our closer a few more million dollars. What does that say to the rest of the guys? You know and and. A lot of them have probably got to be sitting around there saying, if you traded away our best player while we were in a leading the division and all of a sudden we fall off and you can see why we fell off, that's your fault. And, you know, why should we want to stay in Milwaukee? If you're going to do that to Hater, if you're going to do that to a guy like Hater, you're going to do that to all of us. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and this could be. And it's a shame because the Brewers really had gotten things going the past few years. They looked pretty good. They were contenders to go to the World Series. They almost made it one year. And now that is going to be a franchise that's going to be in disarray because of one decision. 
it, it, it's rather bizarre. And I, if David Stern has lost his job, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But looking at the American League, it looks for all, to me, for all intents and purposes, that the way it's stacked right now is the way it's going to be. Because Toronto has a three-game lead on Seattle with like three games left for the number one for the top wild card. So it looks like it's going to be Houston and Yankees with the first round bye. Then you're going to have Cleveland hosting Tampa and Toronto hosting Seattle. Ooh. The Seattle pitching against the well, and you know, I know, and I don't want to discount Toronto's pitching too. Oh, absolutely! You know, they pulled no, it together. I know. It's, they really did. That's going to be a hell of a series. I, I think they both are. I mean, Cleveland and Tampa. What a great series that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you're you're looking, you're looking. I mean, Toronto and Seattle is going to be the the bombing against the guys putting the fires out. And you know, th- this is going to be fun. I'm about saying, think of this: the winner of the Seattle Toronto series gets to face the Astros. Oof. The winner of the Cleveland Tampa series gets the Yankees. I don't. Boy, I'll tell you, if I'm the Astros, I can't be happy about that. No, I, I am none too pleased. I would, you know, I know that they handled Seattle fairly well, and there's a familiar, familiarity there, but I, I wouldn't want to see the Blue Jays. I wouldn't want Good. to see either of those teams. I want to see either, but I, but if I'm Houston especially, I don't want well, Toronto. Well, think about this way. The teams with the best record in each league, the Astros would have Toronto or Seattle, neither one you want to face. The Dodgers have the Mets or the Padres. Yeah. That's... Oof. I don't know. I mean, I I like the Dodgers' chances there, though. I I I think that the Mets would be the better team, and I just think that they're they're just not unless if they they've got to win those if they if they win in two they're going to be all right going into that series. But if if that series goes three, that's trouble for them. But the Dodgers handled the Padres pretty well this season yes, too. So I, if I'm the Dodgers, I've got to be feeling pretty good about. And the fact, how my draw worked out, and the fact that at home they're fifty four and twenty seven. Yeah, so I so fifty six and twenty two. They're on the road. They're fifty four and twenty fifty six and twenty two at home. Well, they're just good. Yeah, hundred this is forty nine. This is the best Dodger team of all time in terms of regular season. Oh, absolutely. Win, winning, winning I mean, wise. Yeah, I mean, when you think about that, and just what what the Dodgers have gone through with all the injuries and everything else, and you kind of looked at the lineup and was like, yeah, they're going to be pretty good, but. But one, you know, the, the, the pitching, best the pitching staff has been decimated by injuries. Their best starter, Walker Bueller, has been out most of the year. How do you, you know to think that they're going to be the best regular season Dodger team of all time? That is amazing. Yeah, at, and and as much as you bust on Dave Roberts, that's a great managing job. I hate to say it, but you're right. <laughs> it so, is. I mean, I, what's amazing to me is the worst they could be is uh, what is that? Fifty eight games over five hundred. Wow, that's that is, the worst. That's pretty phenomenal, dude. You yeah. got to be, and like I said, you got to be feeling good about that draw. And well, yeah, like because so, here's here's the way the hand is standing out right now. Right now, with that Phillies win tonight, the Padres are a half a game ahead of the Phillies. Mm-hmm. The Philly, the Padres playing right now. Last I saw, they were tied at zero. The Giants, the Mets are are set as the number four seed, so they will host either the Padres or the. If you're the Padres, do you want to lose? And rather, would you rather face St. Louis and Atlanta? Or would you rather face the Mets and the Dodgers? <laughs> would you rather take a samurai sword to the chest or a bullet to the brain, my e- friend? Exactly. No, I, I I don't think you can worry about it. I, I think you just you just play it out and you you win if you can win and you, and you end up where you end up. Yeah, just <laughs> that's not, like I said. This is going to be the, I I will not be. I think the only team in the National League that I would be completely surprised if they made it to the World Series is the Phillies. 
that would be the only one that I would sit there and go, how did that happen? You know, the AL, I, I'm, I'm not going to be shocked if any of those teams get no, there. No, if Cleveland, make, as good as they are, if Cleveland makes it to the World Series, I'd be a little shocked. Cleveland, though, really pulled it together at the end of the season. You and look I'm at sorry, that rotation as, as, as and then look down the and look down their lineup. They have a lot of guys hitting 270, 280, 290. They're they're a tough lineup to get through. I will say as great as Baltimore has been and they will finish above 500 this year cuz they're 82 and 78 right now. The worst thing can be is 82 and 80. I still think Terry Francona gets manager of the year for Cle- for the job nah. getting Cleveland. Now, nah, Hyde's going to get it. I'll and, bet you I'll bet you five on air push-ups on that. Okay. All right. And in the National League who do you give it to? Do you give it to Dave Roberts because his team just won 110 games, the first team in the National League to win over 110 games since, like, 1918? Or do you give it to a guy like uh, Buck Showalter who has the Mets with 98 wins? I don't know. I'd almost be looking at the Cardinals and the Phillies, too. Yeah, and you've got to look at the Cardinals. I, the Phillies, you can't because they fired their manager halfway through the season. Yeah, but they were dead in the water. And that was that was fairly and, early and though. So, so were the Blue Jays. Remember, they fired their manager too. They did. Yeah, I, <sighs> hard decisions. Very. Like I said, you know, it, it's fun. This is a, a fun sports year, at least you know for baseball and football. Because I'm, you know, we'll start talking NFL in a little bit too. We're gonna talk NFL at the top of the second hour because I want to give it all the all the time we can. I like to give it the full hour. That way we can go right into the picks for for week five as well of the NFL. So the next but, half hour we're gonna talk college. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in college football as well. But there's. A there is such a balance and a lot of really really good teams. It's, I mean, the NFL is going to be a wild wild ride this year, and the we're seeing the same NFC thing in baseball. West, since you started, I'm going to might as well can pick it up from here. Is two and two, the best division right now in the NFL <laughs> is the <laughs> NFC East, mostly based on because of schedule. To be honest with you, because the Giants are three and one, the Cowboys are three and one, the Eagles are four and zero. Oh, the Commanders are the only bad team, and you know, the, and the tough part for the Commanders is a lot of injuries on defense, and that offensive line is horrible. Man, my my heart is going out to Carson Wentz because he just seems to go from one team to another that either doesn't have wide receivers, doesn't have an offensive line, everybody's hurt. Man, that dude is just snake bit on teams he's playing with. If, oh. if you want one example of how crazy this season is in the NFL so far. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who opened the season at <laughs> plus 700 to win the NFC South or AFC South, are now the favorites to win the AFC South at plus 160. The Colts and the, and the Titans are plus 200. Yeah, I could... Jacksonville yeah. is... Let me repeat that. Jacksonville <laughs> is the favorite to win the AFC South. The A. Tony Khan family. Woo. Sorry, a little wrestling reference there. That would but, give Doug Peterson coach of the year, would it not? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, but but you remember we, we talked at the beginning of the season, and I said the possibility, there's a really good possibility that the team that wins that division is only going to win eight games. And, 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 I thought, and it I could even be. was going to be a seven or eight win team. It could be, it could even be seven, maybe. I think it'll be eight. I think it'll be eight, but I I don't think that any of those teams are going to get out of there with a, with a winning record. I really don't. I am just absolutely shocked that right now, not that they're in first place because they're two and two, but they are the favorite to win that division. I can see that though. I mean, you know, but all of a sudden Tennessee's playing okay, and but you know, you just 
it's it's kind of weird this year because you're seeing a lot of teams that I would consider mid-level to like six to eight win teams are playing each other and they're getting wins off of each other. What's going to happen when they start playing elite teams? It's 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 one of the stranger starts to a season I've ever seen. It really is. I mean, the Eagles haven't played bad teams. I mean, that first of all, I thought they were when Jacksonville went up to fourteen nothing. I was like, uh oh. Yeah, they have played bad teams. They they really have. They're, but they don't have th- any good teams on their schedule. That's the thing. And remember, I said at the beginning of the season, this they they could possibly be ten and zero. They could be. They could seriously be ten and zero. And I'm. I mean, this is this is what we had so far. Detroit, Minnesota, probably the best team that they played. Washington, Jacksonville. Then they're at Arizona, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indianapolis, and then they play Green Bay on Week Twelve. So week they're they're a favorite in all those games. They have a buy in there. They're they're a favorite until Green Bay, and then they have Tennessee, Giants, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, and Giants. Dude, they could be fifteen and two. But the problem with that is when you play that kind of schedule, then you have to face a good team in the postseason. Can you step up to to that level? Yeah, but it's it's hard to go into Philly and win in the playoffs. Oh, so. absolutely no. There, there, there ain't no question. I'm not knocking to Philly at all. This is, this team is good. They're solid. The the addition of AJ Brown just did exactly what they needed. I just Where, he doesn't even have to be the leading receiver, but just him being there. I I just hope that. Jalen Hurts doesn't find a way to get himself banged up. All right, you've just changed the schedule. We're going to go to break now. When we come back, we will, we will hit the NFL. We'll hit college in the second hour. This is Sports X Radio, the Fish Tank Edition. Believe in the process. I'm Andrew the Fish Fane. That, of course, is Mark Hoke. This is KDWN 101.5 FM, 7:20 AM. This just the greatest station in the history of man because it also hosts the Mark Hoke Show every Sunday morning from eight to nine. Eight to nine the Ooh, best, yeah. best wrestling show on the planet. We still haven't found out why Leaping Lanny Poffo had two pairs of B stripes. Why don't you just tweet him? I may have to do just that. tweet him. But we'll be back in a minute because we'll be t- hitting the NFL and hitting it hard, baby. That's what I'm talking about. 80s music. Get funky. Is, is that the Weird Al Addicted to Spuds? Or, oh, okay, it's the actual <laughs> one. It's, it's Addicted to Love Did by you Robert really Palmer. do that? I really I'm did. turning it back up. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. So I welcome. love having control of the board. Welcome back, everybody. So Sports X Radio, Fish Tank Edition. Believe in the process. I am your host, Andrew the Fish Vane. With me, as always, making me sound better, do better, be better. Mark Hoke. Aw. Host of the Mark Hoke Show every Sunday morning right here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. The best wrestling show on the planet. Because how many other wrestling shows have been downloaded in Liechtenstein? 54 countries now. Including Liechtenstein. Fish, you know, and and I got to say first, for everybody out there is listening to the show, great. If you're not, what the hell are you doing? Because we're having a great time. Well... There, there's an unknown category. Yeah, there's got to be somebody in Saskatchewan that's doing it. But it's it's just funny because, you know, I look at these stats every day that come in, and we have gotten – somebody in the Philippines loves us, or a few people do, which is amazing. They're, they've actually passed Canada in downloads. Woo, love the Philippines, Isn't baby. that crazy? 
But we've we've just gotten recently downloaded in Jordan, Liechtenstein. Michael um, Jordan downloaded us? No, not Michael Jordan. Yeah. But maybe he did, because if he did, he was he'd be smart. Shouldn't Michael Jordan live in Jordan? I think that might be a hard pass for the man. <laughs> but what, what were the other ones? It was, um, let's see, Macedonia, Jordan, Dominican Republic, Kuwait, Thailand. Are you kidding me? I mean, and that's you know, and that's funny. That's the power of the internet because that would never, when we were growing up, that would have never been able to happen. No, no. Well, there was no internet. No, so you, of course it wouldn't have been able to happen. It it, it is just. Amazing, and maybe we could have been picked up on a ham radio somewhere. Yeah, there you go. But but, thank you everybody for listening to the Mark Oak Show, and absolutely, and thank everyone for listening to, to Sports X Radio, a Fish Tank Edition. Believe in the process. Yeah, we're having fun. We certainly are. Because now it's time to talk to the NFL. Can I give that stat before we go to the NFL? You may give the stat. This is about your Orioles because this is hilarious. I don't know if it's funny. Well, I'm a, I'm a base. You know, I'm a baseball nut, and I and I love history, but I didn't even know. This existed. Are you ready? Yeah, please. The Orioles are the first team since a team in 1899. I'll say the name in a second. By the way, Ken Thompson was covering that team in 1899. He might have been. To go 500 or better since uh, the season after losing 110 games. So this hasn't been done since 1899. That team was the St. Louis Perfectos. They're perfectos. See, the, what the see, hell? Why, no, see, shouldn't Cleveland have changed their name to the Cleveland Perfectos as opposed to the Cleveland Guardians? <laughs> they should have changed. They shouldn't have changed the name. Period. No, but the Cleveland Rockers would have been good because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is right there. I like. Look, I, and on that debate, if you if you were going to change the name, and by the way, the people less people were watching the Indians and going to the Indians game after that name change. I'm sorry, the Guardians. Excuse me, but if you were going to change it. You should have changed it to the Spiders like it was originally back yep. in the in in the early days of the of the franchise, and been done with it. And they, I think they, people there should be no name changes. The Washington Redskins should still be the Washington Freaking Redskins. Yeah, it, you know it, it's it's a matter of how you take it, and the, it, it it's a small. It was a small and all these things. It's a very small group of very loud people. Now, and most people didn't care. Yeah, I mean, the St. John's Red Men yeah. aren't the Red Men anymore. They even changed the Orange Men. Yeah, they're <laughs> just the Orange. I mean, the you know, and I and I have to joke around because uh, going to North Dakota State, the North Dakota was the Fighting Sioux, and they didn't name them the Fighting Sioux because they thought. Was, was, the, wait a minute. Was there was there a mascot a lawyer? No, or a different kind of Sioux. No, the. <laughs> The Indian tribe, you goofball. But you know, but, being, being Jewish at all, when you say Sioux, it's I'm sorry. Yeah that that would be a that would be a trigger for you. I understand that. <laughs> but but they didn't. But they didn't name them to insult them. They named the the fighting Sioux to respect them. Absolutely. Because you know, the, I mean, the Sioux were a pretty vicious tribe. Yes, they were, <laughs> to say the least. And when they when they changed it to the Fighting Hawks, I just kind of giggled. I felt bad for them because they fought that hard, but apparently uh, some segment of the Sioux tribe got ticked off about it. And you know, if they just paid them off, I'm sure that would have taken do, care of it. Do you think it, people who are incredibly big are offended by the San Francisco Giants? Maybe. Shouldn't they be called the San Francisco Averages? <laughs> <laughs> There's many names you can come up with San Francisco. 
Yes, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so on to the NFL. The Raceronis, baby. Get them out there. Look at that. Perfect. That's a perfect segue because we're talking about the Monday night game tonight, which was the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Rams. Damn, and I'm good. The Rams, <laughs> you know, the, the final score of the game was not indicative of how the game was played because the Niners scored on one Debo Samuel play that was just a huge, just Poorly, poorly tackled by the Rams. One pick six that they got. And that was about it. And then a good run by Jeffrey Wilson. The Rams were able to drive the ball three times to the red zone. They just couldn't punch it in. Mm-hmm. So what, what I was saying here is the game was a lot closer than the 24-9 final score. And that game is a microcosm of what's going to be going on in the NFL all year. I, you know, it, it's funny because when you hear people talk about, uh, you know, this team's going to blow out this team, and you know these guys are so terrible, and these are all highly talented professional football players. Yes, and if a team comes out again, and it doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter if it's the, you know, the Buffalo Bills against whoever you would consider the worst team in the NFL right now. If Buffalo doesn't play up to standard. They're going to get, probably going to get beat. They're probably going to get beat. You can't have an off day in this league anymore. When we were growing up, and, you know, there were there were bad teams. There was a lot of teams that just, you know, you would laugh and giggle. And, you know, like the Tampa Bay Bucks for a long time, you know, they had in that the, one nice in year. The 70s, yeah, in, in 79 when they nearly knocked the Rams off. Frank Corral, three field goals uh, to beat him. I think nine to, nine to three, I want to say. Nine, I, I think it was nine nothing. Nine nothing in the NFC Championship game? Because I actually kind of liked Tampa Bay back then. Yeah, I, well, I, I, dug I, love the those, unis. I love those I love those unis. I, I did too. And then, you know, the Rams ended up getting hammered by the Steelers in the Super Bowl. So, But you you cannot, you're, you're not going to have an easy week. No, and, well, there, there and, are no easy weeks. Even bad, because you're right, even bad teams for the most part like this, because because you know the the coming week, and we we have to look back before we could look forward because there are things I want to talk about that happen in week four before we look forward to what's going to happen in week five. Sure, let's do it. First of all, the steel. I want to talk about the Steelers and the Jets, mainly because the Steelers decided to make the move to pull Mitch Trubisky and bring Kenny Pickett in. Mm-hmm. Now, Penny, Kenny Pickett was ten of thirteen. But he was really thirteen of thirteen. Yeah. The three passes that didn't weren't caught by Steelers were caught by Jets. Well, he's hitting targets. Yeah, exactly. But now he is the new starter for the Steelers. I think that gives them their best chance to win, having him in there because Trubisky's was limited, and you could see how how he how was limited. Not only that, but because he was so limited, it reflected on Najee Harris and because Harris has not had a good year. You know, and I I think the the problem here. Is and I was saying this from the start. Pittsburgh's not a good team. They're not the Najee Harris. The Jets. Na, but but when you're looking, but when you're looking at how you handle this team and how you look at this team, there's you know you're saying well Mitch Trubisky Mitch Trubisky's bad, but he, but here here he is again in another situation. Where he's got nobody to throw to, and and Najee Harris is not that good. Wait, 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 wait. I disagree with that he's got nobody to throw to. Because Deontay Johnson is an absolute stud at wide receiver. Okay. Chase Claypool is a good wide receiver. He's, 
Not he was hot for good. a few games. Now, I'm talking that about... Fryer you, is, a, is a solid tight end. He's a good tight end. But I just love to say Fryermuth. <laughs> it's fun to say, isn't it? it? Is. Like say Van Der Esch is another one. But he doesn't have the weapons. And the offensive line is not that strong. Their defense is good, as you know they've been able to hang in games, but they can't score. And I, if if you were going to make, and honestly, you know, I may have just gone. I mean, you signed Trubisky before you drafted Pickett, so you know you kind of have to give Trubisky a chance, right? But if you were going to make this move, the time to do it, I it was not now. I, it, I would do, it, we'll explain why, especially coming up. Yeah, but. The other game to talk about, is, and I want to talk about it more from the other team than from my Buffalo side, is the Bills-Ravens. Mm. This is the second or third time this year the Ravens have, have blown a lead that they should probably should not have blown. The Ravens were up 17-3 to in this game, 20-3, to I believe, at one point. They have blown two 17-plus point leads at home. That ties an NFL record for during a season. They've tied that record. As a Raven, if you're a Ravens fan, how worried are you about this team? <laughs> you know, I'm from that area. I have a lot of friends on Facebook. They're not happy right now. No, but, I, but in terms well, of panicking, well, I I don't think you press the is, panic button. The question is, and, and this was the, the question that happened: Did did Harbaugh make the right move going for it on fourth down? No, no, I think you kick that that. It, your pride. Look, this is this is your pride as a player and a coach, and having been on that sideline, you know, and I did coach a little bit of football. You're looking at your team and saying, "If we can't get one yard, we're not good enough to win." That that is your thought process. But at the same time, you should have been looking at the scoreboard and saying, "Oh gosh, darn it, we don't want it." This is the Buffalo Bills on the other side. We got to put the points on the board and put the pressure on them. Yeah, because the funny you thing know? is, the other, his other thought was, and and to me, this was the correct thinking. If we score, if, if we kick, if we kick the field goal, we go up by three, and we kick them the ball, they're going to get the ball at least on the twenty-five, if not further out. If we go for it on fourth down and don't get it, they'll have to take it from their two-yard line, which is where we are, and drive ninety-eight yards or thereabouts. Of course, little did he know they'd get picked off in the end zone, which moves the ball all the way out to the twenty. Which gives the Buffalo a lot more yards. Well, and and the other thing is, too, I forgot how much time was left in the game. Uh, not much. I could find out for you. So they they could have they could have easily you know run a couple of plays, run the clock out. You know, I mean, who knows? But they couldn't. It was fourth down. They couldn't run the clock out or anything. No, but I mean, Buffalo could have just said to heck with it. You know, get a first down and a first down or two, and say forget it. You know, let's let's take this to overtime. Yeah, I I think I think the pride got the best of them. They should have taken the three points. And now, if you're Buffalo, are you ta- what are you taking out of this? We just beat a really good team on the road. I'm happy. Yay. Yeah, because but we should not. As a Bills fan, I'm like, well, maybe we aren't as good as everyone says because we were we you know we were down that much at some point. Not only were we down that much, but our problem is. We're so banged up defensively. Yeah, I but I, I wouldn't read in. I this is this is what we were talking about earlier was how, how tight the league is this year. You you are taking on a really good Baltimore team that you know some people think is good enough to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, and I've heard from so many people Baltimore's gonna win the division, Baltimore's gonna win the division. They're the by far the best team they're gonna run away with it. Okay. Great. So Buffalo just went in to Baltimore and won. 
be happy. Be joyous. Celebrate. Take it, and you've got your road win, which is a, a critical victory. If you have tie breaks or anything like that, you're good. I, I don't think you read anything into it except we just beat a really good team on the road. Yay. Yeah, that's it. And, I mean, because they're – if they lose that game, they fall to two and two, and that's back to back losses that were very tough to swallow. Because especially the week after the Miami game, sure. they have no one. They're they're three and one and in much better shape, obviously. Yeah. So so you, Bill fan, celebrate, pop a couple champagne bottles, and say, "Yeah, baby, that's one that's going to really count big at the end of the season." And you're good. Yeah, because we are now tied with Miami. Obviously, atop the division, Miami right now have, Ahead of us because they have the time. You, you're going to get them. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned about about all that. It, it just there were other games that I thought were very interesting in this past week, especially the outcomes. Uh, the Buccaneers. How concerned are you if you're a Buccaneers fan? Because they were just they were dominated by the Chiefs. That's admitted. They, the the game wasn't as close as the ten point final spread. Still down on wide receivers. Um, I think they they everybody's just kind of starting to get back. Uh, get back in sync. I'm I'm not panicking too much if I'm Tampa. I don't. I still don't think. I think they're one of the top three or four teams in the in the conference. But in terms of getting to the Super Bowl, I you know I I think that that game tonight is your NFC Championship matchup. I still do. I haven't seen anything to change my mind yet. So yeah, I, I'm, it's I, funny because I, I I disagreed with you because I thought the Rams were good enough, but the Niners weren't. I think I may have to swap that now. The Niners may be good enough. Maybe the Rams aren't. That offensive line for the Rams is just not good, dude. This, but this is, and yeah, the, their their offensive line is down from last year. I I will not question that. But I think talent wise, they're still they are still the two best teams in the conference. I mean, you know, you, yes, you have Jimmy G quarterbacking, and everybody hates Jimmy G, but Jimmy G is. Taking them a long way. He just wins. And, and God, you can't, how can you complain about that? No, you're you right. Know, he, and I, I just think that they're both really great teams. You had a rivalry game tonight. Sometimes those go your way, and sometimes it's a disaster. You never know. But I, I still think those are your two best teams in the conference. And, and I, will tell I, you, I think the Eagles are going to be close. The Eagles the, are starting to show it, but but they've got to beat somebody of quality to impress me on this. Uh, uh, the, the other thing I will tell you is that I know Bernard was where he is, and he shut off the Broncos game wherever he was because <laughs> he couldn't stand to watch it because the Broncos are now a team in serious trouble. Javante Williams, torn ACL, done for the year. They, I said they're the last place team in the division. And they're going to be. Randy Gregory is injured. He's going to be gone several weeks. Yeah. Russell Wilson... Has a apparently has a hurt shoulder. They they, they think he's going to play next week and play through it. Still not good. Now they're Melvin Gordon. Their other running back has a fumble issue. But they're but the one thing is is that they're going to be still good enough to win a decent amount of games. And that's going to be their defense more than anything else. Right. The offense has been brutal. And the Raiders took it to them. Mm-hmm. The Raiders haven't taken it to anybody. Not I like mean, Josh Josh Jacobs ran for 144 yards against that. Supposed great. That defense. was that was pretty surprising. That was pretty surprising. But boy, the, hate to say the obvious Raiders saved their season and you know they that did, closed do- you, that closed door meeting. Four, you're done. Yeah, that closed door meeting appears to have maybe woken a few people up yeah, because one, I, one and three still don't look all that great. No, especially when you're in again in the division against the Chiefs. And oh look, who's playing next Monday night? Mm-hmm. The Raiders are at the Chiefs. That's gonna. Well, you know what. Hike them up, boys. Get yeah. this. 
strap those shoulder pads on a little tighter. Maybe that chin strap, just the just the hair more on the buckle. Go get them. It's, you know, because five weeks into the season, you can't say it's a must win, but it's as close to a must win as there is for the Raiders. No, because they're... you lose this game, you not only you one and four, but you lost a divisional game to a team that you you'll never be able to catch. And you lost two divisional games at this point, so that's not a good yeah. Because you spot lost to the be, Chargers so. already too. Right. Chargers seem to get back on track with a win over the Texans. Uh, the we it was talked about the AFC South. What a mess that is! Titans two and two, Colts one two and one, the Jags two and two. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that division, except you know what I said at the beginning of the season. It sucks. Yeah, it really it's, does. It's terrible. But you know, I would I would love to see Jacksonville win that division. That would be a lot of fun. How about a forty eight to forty five shootout in Detroit between Seattle and the Lions? Oh, boy, I'll tell you though. Like I said, the Detroit's the pesky team, but and I know they were they were missing a few guys this week. Yeah, but, DeAndre Swift especially. But well, DeAndre Swift doesn't play defense. No, you yeah. just gave up forty eight points to the Seahawks. I the think Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I think. Gee, you, how about that? The Seahawks are two and two. No one talks about that. Well, it's because they have the same record as the Rams and the Forty ers And and this, but this, and that was the point that I'm making is you're seeing a lot of teams that are bad teams have good records because they've been playing bad teams. The Falcons are 2 and 2. There you go. There's another one. And the Falcons could very easily be 4 and 0. They could. That would be hard. Oh my god. No. No. No, don't and don't anybody get suckered into that. But the funny thing don't is, do is it. there are good teams that are 2 and 2 too, like the Bengals. Mhm. They're 2 and 2. And and if and and that's a, a team where you could Really dig deep into that one. They should be three and one. I mean, the Dallas game. They, well, actually, they could be four. No, they lost Dallas game in the last minute. The offensive line was terrible. Yeah. The game before that, the Pittsburgh game, with you know losing their kicks. long snapper yeah, and no. T, T Higgins got knocked out. With, with, Burrow played terrible. I mean, that was that. That's an example of if you don't bring your A game, or you, you know at least a B, you can lose to anybody because the Steelers aren't good. It's. This NFL season is just crazy. The Vikings had a huge win in London over the Saints. The Saints fall to one and three now. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to see Andy Dalton as the, the starting name, the starting quarterback of the Saints. Just like it wouldn't shock me to see uh, there are other teams that I think that need to worry about their starting quarterback. Uh, who was the other team that I, that I was thinking about? Obviously, we told you Mitch Trubisky's been benched. Can you? I mean, the Panthers are one and three. Can Baker Mayfield hit the pine? No. What are you going to do? You're going to go to Sam Darnold? This is a one and three team. I guess the expectations weren't really there. So, I mean, Justin Fields has actually looked horrible all year. Oh. He looked horrible again against the Giants. When you're outplayed by Daniel Jones, that's a problem. See, but there's another guy, and people love to rip some of these quarterbacks, but Daniel Jones is another guy who's had no offensive line. He lost Saquon, and, and they, they've got almost nothing on the wide receivers. The offensive line has improved this year, and now Saquon is back, so they're actually able to hang a little bit, you know, as opposed to the dumpster fire they've been the last couple of years. So you know, you get him some, you know, you get him some weapons. Eh, eh, as much as I hate the Giants, and what about the, these other two quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta? Even though the team's two and two, 
he hasn't looked great. No. And Carson Wentz hasn't looked good in Washington. Taylor, Taylor Heineke gives him a new dimension that I think could be no, a good they, choice. They're just bad teams. They're bad teams. They're decent quarterbacks on bad teams. All right. We're about to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to next week and tell you why Kenny Pickett's in a world of hurt. This is SportsX Radio, Fish Tank Edition. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. All right, and we are back on the fish tank. Oh, yeah, on Sports X Radio, I'm Mark Hoke. Andrew Fishfane, before we get into more sporty, sporty sports, we do want to mention something real quick. Of course, we have had the massive effects of Hurricane Ian down in Florida and elsewhere as that thing has gone up the coast. And our company, Beasley Media Group, has set up a page on our website to help out with those donations. And we are actually headquartered in Naples, Florida, so we're kind of right in the heart of this thing. If you wouldn't mind, go to bbgi.com slash donate, and you can help out the hurricane efforts. Like I said, we've got people on the ground there, so we'll be able to make sure those donations go where they're supposed to go, and we would certainly appreciate it, and our hearts and minds go out to everybody down there in Florida. I have a lot of friends all over the state, and we really want to wish them the best and get recovered fast. It looks like they're off to a pretty good start down there, so hopefully everything's going to be okay. And my mind can't go out to them because I've already lost my mind. Well, you are a cuckoo bird. I certainly am. Ooh, but that's what makes me <laughs> So this is SportsX Radio, a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. I'm your host, Andrew the Fish Vane. That wonderful voice you heard begging for money for the hurricane victims and needed, needed money down there is, of course, Mark Hawk. You know, it's really kind of sad that it always seems that there's something that we need people to donate money for. Yeah, and that's the world that we live in. That that whether it's a tsunami, a hurricane, an earthquake, a, a tragic fire, or, or whatever. Well, you know the one great thing about humanity, and and especially the spirit of the country that we live in, is there are a lot of giving people. I mean, everybody has Absolutely. stepped up so many times 
in these times of crisis. And, you know, like when we obviously, you know, I, I keep going back to when we were growing up, we couldn't you know, coordinate something like this. But now it's just as easy as click, click. Yeah, but it, it and, just and, that, and at least send ten dollars. You know, it, it just seemed that there are a lot more crises now than there were then. Well, you know, it's a news cycle, too. You yeah, hear about that's more. That's true, because we didn't have a 24-hour news cycle back then, either. Yeah, I mean, this... You have to wait till you see it in the paper the next day. I remember when I first, even when I started, first started playing fantasy football, it was you had to wait till they the commissioner mailed out the standings every week before you knew <laughs> before you even knew if you won your game. Right. So, you know, but it, having a lot of people in the area, uh, quotes that I've heard of, it, it looks like a war zone down there. Um one of the, mm. you know, it was, and it's it's strange because this was one of the lightest hurricane seasons in the last twenty plus years, and but this one came through and came through at a bad spot, and you know, so hey, if you can help out, says, yeah, please, please, by, all, by all means. Once again, it's a bbgi dot com backslash donate, or you can donate directly to me at fishy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fish takes donations. We take donations on the markhokeshow dot com website too. You go on the sponsor page it's down at the bottom, down at the bottom. And you could even win some money if you, if you go to the bet a, betonline.ag. You can bet on wrestling and everything else. Yeah, there you, we go. You addicts out there, if you haven't if you haven't gone on that site, by the way, it makes me laugh every time you go bet on politics, snooker, darts. Michael Van Gurren. That, that guy, Gerwin, I love that guy. Who? Have you ever watched darts on TV? No, I have never watched darts Dude, on TV. Dude, you are missing it. Crowds are awesome. Uh, they are. It's a it's a very well put together broadcast. Those guys do. It, I'm impressed. I loved I, it. I, I would be remiss if I didn't go over the Richard Badge and Philly Toyota Town scoreboard real quick. Do we have anything with Michael Van Gerwen on it? We do not. The 49ers uh, beat the Rams 24 to nine. More than covered the spread. They closed at a minus two. Over under at 42. It stayed way under the total. Uh, preseason basketball. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna give the spreads. I'll just run over the scores though. The Sixers beat the Nets 127 108. Yeah. Grizzlies beat the Magic 109 87. Thunder beat the uh, Thunder beat the Nuggets 112-101. Uh, Clippers right now up five on the Blazers in the uh, third quarter, and the Lakers down ten to the Kings right now, uh, 63-53. Uh, in baseball, Cardinals lose to the Pirates three to two. The Cardinals were a minus one forty-five in this game. It stayed under the total of seven. The Reds were able to beat the Cubs three to one. Reds were a minus one fourteen, so it's opened up minus one thirty-five. Money going the wrong way in that one. Braves get shut out by Miami four to nothing, which I found was very interesting. So they have not clinched the the, the complete division yet. Yet, yet, because the uh, Mets were rained out, and I would imagine that means a doubleheader. That's not fair either. Have to talk about burning pitching <laughs> right before the playoffs. Bullpen games. Yeah, Brewers come back to beat the Diamondbacks six to five. They were down four to two or four to one going into the ninth. Scored three in the ninth. The Diamondbacks scored one in the tenth. Brewers scored two in the tenth to keep their season alive until we found out the final score of the Phillies game was three to nothing. See ya. Yeah. Padres and Giants are in the bottom of the eighth. Padres are up one to nothing in that game. Dodgers and Rockies in the bottom of the sixth tied at one in games that really don't mean anything. Uh, Kansas City beat Cleveland five to two in ten. Uh, the Yankees, Luis Severino had a no no through seven, ended up beating the Rangers three to one. Toronto kept on rolling. Jose Barrios. Actually pitched very well. 4-1, to they beat the Orioles. Uh, Tyler Glass now in Tampa. Uh, took one on the chin to Boston, 4-3. to 
White Sox beat Minnesota 3-2. Tony La Russa has decided to step down after this year, so he's no longer going to be managing the White Sox. Mm. Uh, right now in the top of the eighth, the Tigers beating the Mariners 4-3. to And also in the top of the eighth, the Angels beating the A's 4 to nothing In the only interleague game, Phillies and Astros, Phillies win 3 to nothing clinch that playoff spot. First playoff spot for the Phillies since 2011. And the Bombats are going to be flying in Philly. Oh, baby. Yeah, oh, that team's scared. I would, I just, you know, they're, they are to me the clearly the worst team of the six. But good Lord, can they, they can assault they, you. And like I said, they have two pitchers that can shut anybody out. Aaron Nola pitched today, shut out the Astros. Do you, and, and you know, let me ask you this about the Mets fish. And we talked about it a little before, but you're, you're down a game and a half with, with, for them, they've got three left. You've got to, so you've got to win all three, right? And the Braves have to lose all three to the Marlins. Well, two left, so they got to lose yeah, their they, two. They lost one already. Yeah, I got you. Plus, you got stuck playing a doubleheader tomorrow. <clears throat> Do you bag it and just say, you know what, we've suffered our fate, or do you give it a run and fire your best? It's a it's an interesting decision. Do you arrest some guys and just say, you know what? Bernard and I used to have this very discussion, and he said, guys are out there. They they play to win. They're Mm -hmm. going out there to win. They're not going out there just to play. So they're they're the the players themselves will never bag it. No, I'm not saying like you know give up. But what I'm saying is, do you protect the guys, your starters, and say, you know what, guys, let's give give ourselves a couple of days rest. Plus, plus you're playing. You got stuck playing a doubleheader the day before the end of the season. You know that's that is a tough circumstance. It really is. You know, and and I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, maybe is it worth risking somebody possibly getting hurt? And technically, they are not meaningless games, but at the same time, you're your back's against the wall. Yeah, you, you I, ha- I, you I guess it would depend on how... Jacob DeGrom go out there and pitch a game that doesn't really mean anything and have him tweak his back and miss the post- postseason. Because I don't... The only circumstance that you fire one of those guys, because I think they... I think... Who who is the first one? DeGrom pitched the first game of that Yeah, DeGrom season. pitched Friday, Scherzer pitched Saturday. Is he... Is he available? He's a free agent. No, but I mean, is he... <laughs> is he single fish? I mean, you want to throw that at me too? Well, you are, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, that ain't changing. I do not judge, my friend. Thanks. I do not judge. I think you could do a lot worse than Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> you are so bad, Fish. Anyway, do you, if if you have a chance to win the division on the last day, do you do it? Well, no, because the problem becomes, you, well, yeah. Yeah, see, it's funny because if you do win the division, a, then you get the bye. Could, so, so then you're resting your guys. Anyway, the rotation doesn't matter because it'll be set up the way you want it set up. Let me look at the schedule. I, I, I got to see this because this this brings up another little interesting issue. Let me let me look on because see t- October fifth. That would be so. That's the last day of the season. And give me a second because my. Do I need help, CBS Sports? No, I don't. I'm tired of your pop-ups. You're beyond help. I am beyond help. All right, there we go. I think we're stable here. Uh, Mets. DeGrom is scheduled, at least it is his turn in the rotation on the last game of the season. You cannot start him in that game. Because more than likely, especially if you know you're the wild card. You will not know. You might. They are playing. Okay, 
let, let's let's throw this scenario and, and out. They win both let's games throw the scenario out. They the win Braves both games of the, tomorrow. They win both games of the doubleheader, and Atlanta loses their game tomorrow. Then you so then now you, you are because every game starts at one o'clock on on Wednesday. At, Atlanta and the Mets both have uh, four o'clock or four ten start Eastern times. Time. Yeah, every game starts at four here four ten here. So it's seven no, it's o'clock. 4, it's four ten Eastern time. No, no, I have I have Pacific times on there. You you're talking about tomorrow? No, I'm talking about. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, every game is 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern. I'm um, looking at it right mine, now. I'm looking at mine. It says 4 o'clock. I'm looking at MLB.com. I think that's a little more of an authority than CBS. Wow. Okay. Well, that's what I have. I have everybody starting at 4, 10, Every 4, game starts at 1 o'clock Pacific time. Okay. Well, I don't know why they'd have, they'd have Eastern time on the West Coast. But okay. So let that scenario comes up, and you have a chance to win the division even more fun. Let's have more fun. The Braves game kind of gets ahead of yours a little bit. You see the Braves lose. It's 2-2 in the seventh. Do you grab Scherzer? Do you grab and, and DeGrom would already be no, possibly you starting that game. game Edwin Diaz. Do you, let's say it's 2-2 in the fifth. Then the Braves game won't be that far ahead of you. Let's say it's. You can, let's say you get a rain. I'm just throwing. Happen. I'm just throwing. No, it could because let's say there's a rain delay. I'm just. I'm just having fun here because this is SportsX Radio on KDWN, and we have fun. Let's say a pigeon gets hit on the field and That's your game gets boring. held up for an hour or something. Something stupid happens, but you fall behind on your game by like an hour pace. And you're watching the scoreboard, and you see Atlanta lose. And let's say you're up 3-2 in the sixth. I'm leaving DeGrom in at that point. What if DeGrom's throwing 100 pitches? I'm still leaving him in. He's still my best Do you want to risk him? Risk him nothing. I'm going to have all these days off because if I because if I keep if I hold this lead and Could, win, I I don't have to worry about playing in the wild card you, round. You fire a guy who's injury prone for 120 pitches. I'm just having a little fun here. I'm not bringing in Scherzer. Okay. There is no chance I'm bringing in Scherzer. All right. None. Because okay, say I bring in Scherzer, and say we lose, end up losing in extra innings, whatever. Let him pitch two innings. So what? You can't have because then the the. Then on one day rest, you can't have Scherzer or DeGrom pitch the first game what, of the wild card. What's more important, winning the division or? But if you lose, then you ha- you have neither guy pitching game one of the wild card. You're going against a Padres team who will have they their number one starter, their ace, ready to go in that wild card game. Not a chance. I'm such a little devil, aren't I? No, because there's no chance in hell. I that don't happens. know, man. I'd be thinking about it. There's no chance in hell it happens. If I could win the division, the thought will cross my mind. It's not happening. All right. It, two, it might not, but I'm Mets, just saying. The Mets bullpen has been, generally speaking, the, especially the back end, has been too good. All right. All right. But I, I don't but think Diaz it blows a save in the ninth. It, 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 it's not going to matter because the Braves are going to probably win tomorrow and it's going to end everything anyway. And if the Braves win tomorrow, then you're not starting to Grom on Wednesday. What What's the matchup? Let me see. Matchup for the Braves... They were, Miami. The, the Marlins have already said Sandy Alcantara is not pitching the rest of the year. He's done. Garrett against Odorizzi. So Odorizzi actually is the one guy that can get hit around because he's been hit around. <laughs> All right. He's four and three with a three seven five ERA. And who who are the two guys pitching? Who are the two guys pitching for the Mets tomorrow? Uh let's see. I don't know if they've got 
both of them announced yet or not. I'm only seeing Walker against Espino. So it's Tyler Walker or Taiwan Walker. Espino is 0 and 8 with a 4-3-0 ERA. I would imagine, like I said, I, there, there's no doubt to me that the Mets could sweep the doubleheader against the Nationals. There's also no doubt to me that now that with the easy pitching, oh, the Braves. Oh, here's here's the other matchup. It's Carrasco against Abbott. Yeah, Abbott. There's also no doubt to me that, that <laughs> I, it could very well come down to the last. They day could the sweep. They got a really good shot to sweep Who's that. Pitching, then you you ask the same question of the Braves. Who's supposed to pitch? That means that Max Fried is supposed to pitch on Wednesday for the Braves. On Wednesday's matchup is Hernandez against Freed. So then, do you start Max Freed or not? Well, I think you have to. And if you, you do, you bring in you know your next best stud pitcher to pitch. In the, because I'd be tempted. You have the, Dude, you have the same, the, but you can't do again. You, you are taking. That. You are getting a shot to get four days off. Yeah, but if you and, again, and win the division, oh again, my god, you, yeah, you got to try. You, if you're blowing that guy, and one of the teams is going to lose, so one of those teams isn't going to have that time off. So you cannot run the risk of both Scherzer and whoever your number two pitcher is if you're Atlanta. I don't know, man. I if I can win that division, especially the Mets, I'm, I am. I am treating that like Game 7 of the World Series. I want that division. I want that bye. No, you can't treat it like games, But you can't treat it like Game 7 of the World Series because Game 7 of the World Series means it's over once that game is over. Oh, I'm saying. This is not over by a long shot when the game is over. You're buying yourself... <laughs> You're yeah, buying yourself again, a better you matchup lose, in five you just days. Just burnt Degrom and Scherzer for game one, possibly game two. Not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. If you fight, if, if these guys, these guys throw side sessions and stuff like that, it's it, it's like a side session. If you throw somebody for and two, they innings, get hammered, and, and they brought people in like that, and on short rest, these guys get hammered a lot. Scherzer is one of those guys. It's it. I think it, it would be on my mind. Not saying I do it. It ain't happening. Just saying. It ain't happening. How have we, boy? We end up talking a lot of Mets baseball. Ken Thompson. I wish Ken was here. He's, he's Ken Thompson, he, the normal host of Sports Ken, X Radio. First of all, Ken would agree with me. He Second, might. But base, baseball fans in general would agree with you. You cannot. Ken, there is no scenario in which you can risk not having your guy going in game one of the wild card. What if you go extra innings? Doesn't matter. Okay. You're not having Scherzer go. Just, and I, I, I don't think it's going to matter. Like I said, I still think the Braves win or the Mets lose one of those two games tomorrow. All right. Because more often than not, you split doubleheaders rather than sweep them. Usually, but that's a that's a pretty good matchup for the Mets. They're, yeah, it's also a good matchup for the Braves because the Marlins stink. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Apparently. But, I, but I it could be for, some I, last I think, day drama. I think the only way Freed pitches on Wednesday is if they lose tomorrow and the Mets sweep the doubleheader. Otherwise, Freed ain't pitching Wednesday either. Probably not. If that happens, both Freed and Degrom, neither one of them is pitching Wednesday. Do you play? Although Freed might, because it may, it, because otherwise, then he's resting all this time without getting a pitch in between, and you don't want that much rest. You don't want too much rest either. Oh, I know. God forbid they get too much rest. <laughs> now we're doing too much rest or not enough rest. Okay. It's rest and rust. You can't have a guy off that long. Okay. That's why Tony Gonsolin had to pitch today for the Dodgers. All right. Because he, he hasn't pitched in over a month. The Mets are in such a unique position. If this was any other team, I wouldn't be sweating it. But if <laughs> anyway, what else you got, Fish? You, you what else you got? I got I'm no, good. I'm just telling you that you're wrong. That there's no. That's way. fine. You can say I'm wrong. I'm just have, saying I that say I think you got to think wrong. about it. No, you, you, no, he's not. Buck Showalter is not thinking about it. Really? 
Really? Should we call Buck? If you want to. You got he his number? Former manager of the Orioles. We could probably track him down. Yeah, I, I, and the, the one thing I've got to say about Buck Showalter is I feel so bad for him because he gets his teams always to the precipice, and then the next guy takes over. I mean, at 95, the Yankees were right there. They fired him after that season. 96, Torrey takes over. They win it all. Well, Diamondbacks, even... same thing. 2000, they were right there. They fire him. 2001, I think it was uh, Bob Melvin takes over. They win it all. The uh, I love Buck, but that the game that I will never forget that he blew was that wild card game the Orioles had against Toronto where he left Zach Britton in the bullpen and left Ubaldo Jimenez out there. Yep. Against Encarnacion. Yep. And Mr. Parrott was riding his shoulder. Yep. Yeah. That hurt. That Buck, was a, that Buck was an error. one of those old school managers though too. Yeah, but that was that he's was that was not, was a not guy, a, he's not a guy that that's going to be listening to sabermetrics of any stretch he's he's a this is a gut kind of thing. Yeah, well that that gut everybody in the Everybody in baseball was sitting there saying, why is Zach Britton not coming in? Oh, I know. Especially in a season where he probably should have won the Cy Young. And it's, what's a shame is that when he but, went to the Yankees, it, it just demolished him because he wasn't the closer anymore. Well, and I felt terrible for him, too, because he just came back from Tommy John and he got hurt again. Don't know how bad they haven't reported it, but they said he's probably done, not going to play the season. So I'd love to, I, I, If Zach healed up, I'd love to see him back in the Orioles uniform. That'd be fun. Yeah, he's a little older now, too. I don't think he's going to be quite the guy he was, but he could be good still. Yeah. I got no issues with Zach Britton. All right, we, we, now we're going to talk a little uh, NFL for week five. That's where I was trying to go for this when we came back. From we didn't break. even talk anyway. college yet, by the way. No, we didn't. Uh, you want to we'll go college? We'll hit the NFL week five because we'll make our picks. Okay. And when we make our picks, we can talk about it. All right. thought it was very interesting that Alabama has jumped Georgia. <laughs> Georgia jumped Alabama earlier this season. Now Alabama has jumped Georgia. Because based on Alabama's dismantling of Arkansas and Georgia's barely winning <laughs> a game for a while, I thought they were going to lose to Missouri. How about we just put Ohio State number one and be done with it? Then we don't have to worry about that anymore. Because Ohio State isn't because I think there is a large gap between both Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State. There is not a large gap. Come on. There is a large enough. No. Gap. No, fish. Fish, why are you trying to make me mad tonight? And if I'm saying it and I hate the SEC, you know it must be so. Oh, come on. Really? Really. They beat Notre Dame. And come on. they have scored wait, wait, Notre Dame. And they have scored 45, 77, 52, and 49. And who have they played in those games? Arkansas they... State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers. So nobody good. Who's it? Who who Georgia beat Oregon? So I give I give Georgia credit on that. Yeah, I mean they didn't beat Oregon, they destroyed Oregon. It's a good Oregon team because they won every other game except for that game. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. But they didn't look they didn't look good against a really bad Missouri, Missouri team. team. No, they did not. It's enough to cost them the number one ranking. Apparently. So if you're inconsistent, but what I know. thought what I thought was interesting was because of the way the season has played out. Games that look like they didn't mean much of anything going into this week all of a sudden become pretty big games. Yeah. There's... There were a couple in particular, Tennessee at LSU. Because Tennessee, because the SEC has four of the top ten teams in the country. Tennessee is one of them at number eight. And they're taking on another, another ranked team in the 25th ranked Tigers of LSU. Yeah. And that's at Baton Rouge. Good thing for Tennessee, it's a morning game because you don't want to play night in Death Valley. Honestly, and I hate to say it, I think they're both overrated. I think Tennessee. I think 
I, and I think Tennessee is a good team. I think that if I was, if I honestly say, well, where are they going to finish in this in the season? They're probably going to be a top fifteen team, ish, somewhere in there. It depends on but, how they play in when they hit the good teams at the SEC. But yeah, you're right. You know, they, they got to win on Pitt, and Pitt's okay. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. And LSU, I don't know. They just how about this for an interesting matchup? Utah, who's now number eleven. Against the now 18th ranked UCLA Bruins at the Rose Bowl. Can I make my boss mad? Yeah, sure. Can I do it? Is it okay? Yeah. Utah's going to crush him. I think they're going to absolutely destroy him. I just... You do realize that I'm a UCLA fan as well. Oh. Well, I'm going to make both of you mad. Utah Utah by two touchdowns. Well, the spread is Utah plus or minus three and a half or four. Well, fish... Bet against your brewery, brewery, Bruins. I would completely agree with you if this game was in Utah because Utah is one of the toughest places to play. And the Rose Bowl right now is a tough place to play? I didn't say the Rose Bowl was a tough place. Yeah. There's, there may be more Utah fans there than UCLA fans because everybody's going to be basking in the L.A. sun, I don't know, you know UCLA, having some I, lattes. I agreed with you before I saw the way they dominated Washington last week. Yeah, but I think Washington. And you have a lot of fifth-year seniors and and older guys who have played for Chip Kelly now for quite a few years at UCLA, including Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback, who looks absolutely fantastic this year. I think I think Utah's going to take it to him. So, just me. I like Utah. I think they're still going to. I think they're still going to win the conference. Utah more more than now. I think USC is better than Utah. No, I don't think so. We'll find I mean, out. And USC got lucky because this week they play Washington State, but it's at USC, not at Washington State. Yeah. Pac-10 is interesting, but they they've been able to they they've got a lot of solid teams. But I think if you you know if you take those teams and you put them in some other conferences in the country, you know, they're they're not. No, I, I think you know. USC still is, but I think the Utah loss to Florida really showed people some stuff. Yeah, but I also think that they learned from it too. I mean, it's still not easy. I mean, even though Florida is kind of a you know, team, it's still very hard to go to an SEC team on the road, cross country, huge pressure on them to win that game and get it done. No, I, I would tend so. to agree. And here to me is the most interesting game of the week because this is two teams that started out the season both unranked. Both have, are now currently ranked. Oh, please tell me it's the game you're going to say. Please do it. Come on, come on. It is... One of them just got off of beating uh, just an absolute butt whooping of Oklahoma. Uh huh. The other team is five and zero. You're gonna say it. It's TCU and Kansas. Kansas, baby. TCU is seventeenth. Kansas is nineteenth. Rock chalk it, baby. Woo! And I love the job that they're doing down at TCU as well. boy, that was that win over Oklahoma to me stunner of the week. It is. Wow. Oklahoma, remember, lost the week before. Yeah, but still. The Kansas State. But Kansas State's a good team, too. K-State, yeah, obviously now they're, they're ranked. Oklahoma not ranked now, obviously. Yeah, as well-deserved. Yeah. And that and that is stunning because it seemed like Oklahoma had a path to getting to the playoff. Does Kansas now go 6-0? and Do they beat TCU? I, I hate to say it. Jayhawk fans. Basketball no. season's coming. Is that what you're going to say? No, I'm not going <laughs> to say that because I, I think – I think Kansas is going to hang in there and be towards the top of the conference, but I think TCU is a better team. And Kansas was really lucky to win that game against Iowa State. Their freshman kicker missed, I think, three field goals. 
or two out of three or something yeah, like that. But you know what? They, they put themselves in the position to win, and they won. Yeah, I mean, and they're playing good defense. And they had and, a good running game. Yeah, I mean, they are a much better team than everybody thought. God, I wish I had to put, but put since the bank on But since 2010... They were showing stats every year. The win totals for two thousand since two thousand and ten. They'd never won more than three games. Isn't that unbelievable? They won zero games twice. Mm-hmm. They're already five and zero. Oh. Uh, that is a, an amazing coaching job, I, and and I hope that the coaching staff there realizes they're doing something good and doesn't bail out and go somewhere else. Because look, you're still in the Big Twelve. And you, you, now, you, you, you can, but it's a new Big Twelve. Remember, no Oklahoma, no Texas after. Yeah, but you're still getting some good teams coming in. You know, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston. That's that's no, yeah, you're that, right. That's solid. I you have a, you have a path to to make make it to the national championship tournament this year. I don't not this year, but I'm just saying that if, if that that if and and the funny and here's the here's the thing that always happens with a team like a Kansas. Let's say you come up with a big season. You come out of nowhere, and maybe they end up, you know, nine and two, or you know, somewhere, you know, somewhere around that, that level. So now you get the advantage the next season of, oh, look, here's Kansas. They were good last year, so we're going to put them in the rankings this year, and then you have a shot to get into that top five. Even though, I, well, it's yeah. still one more year of it. Here, uh, here's the problem that Kansas has. First of all, I want to uh, congratulations to them because not only are they five and zero, but they've beaten four out of the five teams are pretty solid teams. The one team that they beat that was was Tennessee Tech. All right, you figure they're going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Then they won at West Virginia. That's a good win. I they mean, won it's not... at, they won at Houston. That now that this, is... Houston's not as good as people thought, but that's but still a good win. They won at home versus Duke. That's actually turning out to be, out to be a decent win. And this week the, at, uh, at home versus Iowa, Iowa State. But this becomes the problem. Their schedule now. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have this week. They are home to TCU, seventeenth ranked. Mm-hmm. Then they're on the road. They go to Norman and play Oklahoma. Good luck. Then they're on the road to Waco and play Baylor. Mm. They come home to face an undefeated Oklahoma State team. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Texas Tech. Yeah. Before closing out the season at home with Texas and at Kansas State. That's pretty rough. That is a rough schedule, considering, ironically, the teams that are not ranked on that schedule are Oklahoma, Baylor, and Texas. <laughs> That's the ranked teams being Oklahoma State and Kansas State and TCU. You know, but I will say they're going to have some. They'll have some confidence going into those games. God forbid if they win this game this week. Woo-hoo. If they win out, I'm not saying they will, but if they win out. They absolutely deserve a spot in the playoffs. And and that's what I'm saying that, you know, a lot of times, like you look at Cincinnati from last year, what set them up to get into the playoff was the season before. So if you have, let, you know, if they have a, an 8-3 season and win a bowl game, then people are going to look at them next year, probably put them in the top 25, which means, maybe okay, top 20. That means 8-3 and, eight, eight and three I can see, okay? That means they have to... They'll lose three of these games. TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, and Kansas State. I can see them getting three. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more games. Mm-hmm. Which four are they winning? I would say Texas Tech is a good shot. Okay. I will agree there, even though it's at, even though it's at Lubbock. Yeah. I mean, I think they've got a shot this week. TCU. Okay, that's two. Um, I think they lose at Oklahoma. I think they lose at Baylor. I don't know if they can win at Kansas State, and I don't know if they can beat Texas. 
I think the winnable. I think the Texas game could be could be winnable. Kansas, Kansas State. You never know what's going to happen in that right. one. Even though if Coach Kleiman loses that game, they're going to run him out of town. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there. It's there to have a have a nice run. Yeah, but if you if you win the ta- run the table and you have wins with TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, and Kansas we'll, State, we'll see you in the playoff. Okay. Unless they lose in the Big Twelve championship game, <laughs> that would be so horrible. Yeah, but Oklahoma State, like I said, undefeated right now. Oklahoma State's the best team in the Big Twelve. That's kind of surprising, but that's what happens with these rankings. They're so reactionary, and no, I, absolutely. Yeah, and it, what if UCLA beats? Utah. Well, get ready for uh, USC UCLA at the end of the season. Yeah, because I, I wanted to see the UC, the end of the UCLA schedule real quick because that to me, and then we'll hit the NFL for Week Five after after I do this because UCLA schedule. I mean, they did squeak that win about. They've got wins. They beat Bowling Green, they beat Alabama State, they beat South Alabama, they beat Colorado in Colorado, and they beat Washington. Could I correct something there? Yeah, South Alabama beat South Alabama. In that yeah, game. I got you. So they got, U- they got Utah this week at home. Then they have to go to Austin Stadium and play Oregon. Before they host Stanford, which is very winnable. Go to Arizona State, very winnable. Mm-hmm. Home to Arizona, very winnable. Then it's the, the battle for L.A. against USC. And that's, it's at the Rose Bowl, but it doesn't matter where that game is. And before they close out at Cal. Yeah, well, nobody cares in L.A. So no, they have a, It's funny, they have a much easier schedule than Kansas. The, these next two <laughs> games are the... the the big ones and I, honestly, Utah I, and at Oregon and, 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 and the I, USC and, game, and I think they're going to lose them both. They win all three of those games. They they deserve a shot in the playoff too, don't they? Oh yeah. Can you I imagine mean, if the playoff is Alabama, Ohio State, UCLA, and Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget the UNLV. They're four and one. Yeah, I don't think the Mountain West is sending someone to <laughs> just saying playoff. But credit to them, by the way. No, absolutely, but. It, Credit to them because I, I tell you what now they've got a they've got a game with San Jose State coming up that actually means something. You know I I I laughed that they I mean they're I, they're not going to win the conference, but that division all of a sudden is looking really really shaky. It's really shaky. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Rebs have got something going there. Hey. But that's you know the the San Jose State game all of a sudden is a huge game for them. That's crazy, but. It is. By the way, the game I'm looking forward to this week, you know, A&M's playing Alabama. Jimbo Fisher paying a visit. Yeah, and it, it just what sucks about it is A&M had just tumbled. Yeah, when well, they, they lost, tumbled, they lost. I would have loved to see this game because I give A&M a shot. I don't give A&M a shot anymore. I don't either, but it's just going to be fun. How 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 bad do you think Alabama wants to beat them by five touchdowns? Oh yeah, I, I think no matter what the spread is, you have of to course, take Alabama. Of course, we got to wait and see what's going up with Bryce Young too. I I don't think it matters. I mean, it does to a certain extent, but I think you have to take Alabama minus the points, no matter what the points are. They're at minus twenty four. Don't you take Alabama minus twenty four? Wow, that's a lot, man. I know A&M lost their top receiver, but that's a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, but Saban loves to whip up on people, and he's got real motivation to whip. Oh, up I know on he Jim does. Still a lot of points. I hate those kind of games. I don't like betting them. Fair enough. It's it's too much variance. Speaking of games that you have to worry about betting, yeah, the NFL. Yeah, it that kicks, National Football League is that 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 thing that they play football on Sundays kicks off Thursday with a, a very interesting game because it's almost a must win for both these teams because considering how bad they started, it is 
the Colts at the Broncos. Ew. Ew, that's like finding mold on your cheese. Yeah, and unbelievably, the Broncos are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Is anybody going to score in that game? I don't know. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Take actually, the under. That's your bet right there. Take the under. It's higher than the over-under was today. Today, it didn't close at 42-and-a-half. That's insane. No. <laughs> Fish, I will give you money to run over the casino for me on that one. I'm dead serious. That is... That is an under game. The, you're going to be lucky if they get 27 points in that game. There's so many injuries in the Broncos. How can they even be favored? Because their defense can still shut down Indianapolis. But they lost. But they're one of the best pass rushers in you may only, But you may only need 13 points to win that game. You, no one's. There's not going to be and, a lot of points uh, in that the game. The problem is. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is questionable with an ankle injury. How many points do you think that Indianapolis is going to score in that game? If you had to, if if I'm sitting there with electroshock hooked up to you, if you're wrong, how many points are you saying Indy's going to get in that game? Ten. Right. How many points do you think Denver is going to get in this game? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, Bet I, the under. Thank I, I you. No, I, I I don't. But then what? Ha- this is the kind of game that that's exactly what everyone thinks. That's exactly how everyone bets. And the final score is forty-two to thirty-eight. <laughs> it won't be forty-two to thirty-eight. I I would be willing but to. You know, you know what I'm saying. I would be willing to give you another five push-up bet can you if, imagine, if if any of those teams crack forty. I mean, can you imagine if Russell Wilson is out too? Yeah, dude. Fish, but, do you do you know what you need to do right now? Don't parlay this. Straight bet the just under. straight bet the under. All right. Did you hear me? I heard you. Straight what, bet what, the under. Uh, well, say it again. Straight bet the under. Okay. And you're not going to do a parlay. There you go. Thank straight, you. Straight bet the under. <laughs> By the way, TCU is a seven-point favorite at Kansas. Yeah, I know. Thought that's, maybe that's a little high. No, nah, I think it's about right. And did I mention that uh, UCLA is a four-and-a-half-point dog at home to, U- to Utah? Yeah, there's a reason for that. I know. I wasn't arguing with you. No. I was just letting you know how it sits. Okay. Thanks. I'm sure our listeners on uh, KDWM 101.5 FM 720 AM appreciate it, too, on the SportsX Radio. The Fish Tank. Trust the process with Andrew Fish, and Marco. Well, we believe in it, too. Yeah. Sorry, Giants, that's a Sixer thing. Giants it's hard to not Packers see that. Packers are in London next Sunday. Good for them. Chip, chip, cheerio. Packers are nine and a half point favorites. Ooh. I think you got to take the Giants plus the points. Ooh. That's a lot. I think you got to take the Giants plus the points. God, betting on the Giants, though? I mean, the Packers but, barely squeaked by this week. But you may not see a lot of points in that game either. By the way, I, I mentioned this to you at the start. Did you know that this is the first time the two teams going into a, one of these London international games have both been over 500? What does that reflect more on, the scheduling or the fact that you can't predict how it's going to be? I think one of the... You know, honestly, I think the NFL might have done that because they figured that... If we're going to make people go fly across the ocean, we might as well make it a meaningless game, or at least try to. And I'm telling you, because I thought that I guarantee you, they thought the Giants were not going to be above 500. Right. So, yeah, good for good for the gang in London. Way to go. But what do you think? You take <sighs> you got. I think you got to take the Giants plus the points. I don't know. I still think Green Bay is going to whack them. Oh, I think Green Bay wins, but I don't know if they whack them. Yeah, I think they're going to whack them. If if, if Saquon Barkley is the guy that everyone says he is and he's back, the Giants will run the ball a lot, which will shorten the game. We'll not allow the Packers to score a lot of points, which means nine and a half is too many. But I don't know if the Giants are going to score a lot of points either. And and 
I mean, this is kind of looking to me like one of those 24-13-ish kind of games. just played a game against a Patriots team with Brian Hoyer as their quarterback and almost lost. Yeah, I understand that. It's, they're still taking on the Again, hoodie. Again, I'm I give not the suggesting the, the Giants win the game. I think they keep it close enough that nine and a half is too many. Actually, Hoyer got hurt in that game, too, in case you didn't know. So they were playing with a third-string quarterback. Yeah. I'm taking. If it was Packers six and a half, maybe I take the Packers. Nine and a half is too many. All right. I don't know. That's that's kind of a scary game. I don't know if I get near it. Seahawks and the Saints. Seahawks are two and two. Saints are one and three. The Saints are six point favorites. Yeah, and I and I I think that's a reasonable number. Does but it matter who's starting at quarterback for New Orleans? <sighs> Dalton or Winston? I think New Orleans defense is. I don't think you're going to see 48 out of Seattle against New Orleans. I think you're probably right. Texans and Jags. Get with the Jaguars. They're touchdown favorites. Minus seven. But, God, that division is so bad, and those teams are so close, Fish. That's one of those games that has game-winning field goal written all over it. So you're taking the Texans and the points. <sighs> no, because they both suck. I wouldn't touch it. Here's the game that I've been dying to get to. Oh, God. Steelers are at the Bills. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, who I think is a fantastic coach. He's a great coach. Chose this week to be the first starting flourish or whatever of the Kenny Pickett era. And your first game as a starter is going into Buffalo. A little barbecue picket there. The Bills are 14-point favorites, and I think that's too low. (sighs) The Steelers, without T.J. Watt, cannot get any pressure on a quarterback. Yeah, the Bills, there's a good shot. To, yeah, but you know, but the thing is, the one thing that I do like about Pittsburgh is their defense. But, I mean, I could, the, the thing is, I could see this they one being like a 10-pointer. Jets at home. I I understand that. But I, uh, and yeah. I, I know you Zach know, Wilson. I, Josh Allen is no Zach Wilson. I, I, I think you're right. This but, is a get-right game for Buffalo. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. I just don't know if I agree with the the starting Kenny Pickett I his think first game I, in Buffalo. You can't but, start but, Trubisky now. But the, yeah, but, but the, the problem is is that once you put Pickett in and he looked okay, you know, you expect a couple inter- probably expect a couple interceptions. But once you put him in there, it's kind of hard to go back. I, you no, know? I agree. That's why I'm not so sure it was the right move by Tom. I don't know if he was thinking ahead or not. Well, I think I, well, I think I know what he was thinking. He was thinking we're playing the dang Jets. We've got to win this game. If we want to have, if we want to keep our season alive, we can't lose to the Jets. For God's sake, we're probably going to lose to the Bills, but we can't lose to the Jets. So he pulled the trigger. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Falcons and Buccaneers. Buccaneers are nine point favorites. I think I think Tampa covers that. They're, the receiving core is almost back. They they've, they not, started getting everybody back last week. I think I'm not betting against this Falcons team anymore. I don't know, but I don't know. I I just like I think Tampa. I think I think the, I think Tampa's going to shut them down. I, I was like, I'm not suggesting the Falcons win the game, but it wouldn't surprise me for it to be close. No, I wouldn't either. But I I think I think Tampa's going to. I think the Tampa defense is going to hold them down. I I I, I like Tampa. This there. next game smells like a trap to me. It's a trap. Bears are at the Vikings. Vikings are seven-point favorites. That's not a trap. I think the Vikings are overrated, but the Bears... It's too easy to take the Bears minus the seven. Really? 
No, I'd, I'd be on the Vikings side. That's what I meant. No it's question. too easy to take the Vikings minus the seven. Yeah, I, the Bears. I meant the you Vikings. did say the Bears, yeah. yeah I don't know if I can t- In other words, it smells like the Bears. Like, everyone wants you to take the Vikings right now because it's, it's so obvious they should destroy this Bears team. That it's the kind of game that the Bears will keep it close. Don't think, act. Don't think. There you go. Titans at the Commanders. Here's another one. Titans are only two and a half point favorites. Yeah. I've. God, Washington's offensive line just sucks so bad. They just can't can't do much. But you know, I have a feeling they may get a little pass happy in this game. Uh mm. Boy, you know, I, I don't know. That one, that one's a tough one to call. I think it's stay away from it. This just in from Overreaction City. Oh, Dolphins are at the Jets. Uh huh. Line opened at minus six. It's all the way down to three and a half because <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater is starting instead of Tua. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'll take the Dolphins all day. Yeah, I'm still all I'm, day. I'm still good with the Dolphins. Yeah, three and a half. I'd yeah. take the Dolphins minus six. And you're dropping it down to three and a half. Yeah, see if we can, you know, get rid of that hook and get three. And you're here's really another good. one. Another game that smells like a trap. How does a trap smell? Like the Chargers and the Browns. Is and it the Chargers like, are two and a half point favorites. Is it like fungus on your your shower shoes? It smells like the Chargers are only two and a half point favorites in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, come on, really? Why? I mean, I know Herbert's a little busted up, but because the Browns just lost to the Falcons. <laughs> Take the Chargers. I know it smells like a trap. It smells like it's too good to be true. That's what I'm saying. Well. I don't know. I I think your Chargers will be just fine in that game, but of course they did struggle with the uh, the dreaded Texans this week. Yeah, I, I'm still taking Chargers. Lions, but, Patriots, Patriots are three point favorites. Really? Yeah. Is that an indictment on the Lions? <laughs> it might be an indictment on their defense, but the problem is New England can't score points. No, they can't, and I don't even know who's going to be quarterbacking for them. Right. Who I forgot who was the third string. Thing- Oh, Third it's the, the, the kid out of uh, Western Michigan. Yeah. Um, I can't think Zaxxon, of his name. I, I'm blanking on it. I can't. It, That's it, terrible. I should have known that, too, because it was it, a goofy it's, name. It's kind of a weird name, too. Yeah. We'll look that up. But, yeah, I, I'm... God, it's the hoodie against the Lions, though. Yeah, you you would think that... What was the spread on Because I don't have it, unfortunately. Uh, like I said, I got it as the Lions plus three. Uh, I, think, I think you take the Lions. I think they're going to be... Pretty ticked off after that last one. It'll still be a decent game, but I, I like the Lions. Chris Wynn's going to be happy. Maybe you can stop texting me and just say, well, okay. The, the Lions are 1-3, and three, which I am shocked at considering they won that game and they looked, they looked good. Their schedule lightens up Bailey the second half. Bailey Zappi. That's who it Bailey is. Bailey Zappi. Yes. There you go. He was 10-15 of 15 for 99 yards and a touch. He kept them in there. Did all right. Against the Packers. Yeah, good job. So, so who's starting a quarterback? Bailey Zappi? Is it... Uh, Mac Jones, or is it uh, Brian Hoyer? I heard Drew Bledsoe was coming back. <laughs> Maybe. Drew I, Bledsoe much you needed a transfusion. Steve, what's Steve Grogan doing this time? Is, Tony Eason, is he around somewhere? I don't know. God, I hope we didn't name anybody that was dead. No, I certainly hope not. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to see if that was an egregious failure. Go ahead. on a short week. Have to travel across the country to face the Panthers. They're five and a half point favorites. They should be, too. Yeah, you got the Niners on that. You're good. Another one smells like a trap. It looks like way too easy to take this. Your Eagles going to the desert to face Arizona. Five-point favorites. 
That seems way too low. No, you know, because it's a road game and Kyler Murray's going to probably try to play a little bit of a schoolhouse football on him. I I could see that one being a little closer than people expect. Especially because if the Eagles jump on him early, then it's going to be Kyler Murray running around like a maniac throwing the football all over the place. Hey, you never know. I'm Yeah. Take the Eagles, but but don't make it a big bet. Cowboys are at the Rams. Dak Prescott says he's coming back for this game. Great. Rams are four and a half point favorites. And the Rams are going to whack them. I would completely agree with you there. Sir. That That is no problem. The Sunday night game, Cincinnati is going to Baltimore. Oh, that is a that is a big game. Bengals and Ravens. Ravens are three point favorites. <sighs> Bengals are actually playing much better. Both teams two and two right now. Neither one can afford a loss. If I remember right, when I was looking at these, I think I took the split, the home and home split on this. Hmm. Boy, Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore cannot afford to lose this game at home. No, they can't. Uh, but the Bengals can't afford, after after the early season loss to the Steelers, they can't afford another conference loss either, or division loss either. They can't. Ah, oh, God. That wouldn't. Mm, I, I don't touch it. It, it. That game could go either way. And then Monday night, Raiders are at the Chiefs. Chiefs are seven-point favorites. And I think you have to take the Chiefs on that. It's hate to say Raiders fans. Raiders but. play the Chiefs tough in Kansas City. But I'm taking the Raiders in that game. Okay, you do that. By the way, neither player dead. So that's good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have like a little over a minute left. I want to go back to baseball now. Mm-hmm. Who do you have going into the NLCS? Ah. <sighs> so we're going to say that it's, it's, it's the Phillies and the Cardinals. Dodgers, Braves. And the, we're going to say the Mets, Padres. Do the Mets get by the Padres in the wild card? Yes. Or do the Padres win? Yes, I think the so Mets So it's Mets, it. Dodgers, and do the Cardinals get by the Phillies? Yes. So it's Cardinals, Braves. Yeah. Okay. Dodgers, Braves after that point. Yep. In the American League, who's going? Hmm. We're going to have Tampa Bay playing uh Playing Cleveland, the and winners goes, gets the Yankees, so I will take the Yankees through. To the ALCS. I still like Yankees in Houston, but don't be surprised if Toronto pulls a little uh, sneak attack there. World Series? Mm, still got Houston Dodgers. I would love that just because I want the Dodgers to get revenge for 2017 and the cheating. That was a great postseason, by the way, if you forget about that stuff. About 2017? Yeah. Oh, that was a great World Series, too. It went seven games. It was beautiful. KT, back in the spot tomorrow night. I'm Andrew the Fish Fan. That's Mark Hoke. Thank you for joining us right here on the Fish Tank Edition. We love you, Bernard. Have a great night.